Well, praise God. Uh, this is a uh, second part of the power of seeds. Amen. And, uh, you know, we talked about last week, the power of seeds. We know God's word is a seed and it's most it's powerful. But, you know, everything, you know, your seeds can be your thoughts. Seeds can be your words and seeds can be your actions. So there's more to seeds. You know, we're we're always sowing. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a sower. And so we're always sowing. Uh, and so today I want to talk to you about divine design and, and how God created us to, to, to walk with him. You know, the earth has a divine design. You know, God set the earth up in a certain way where, you know, we have seasons. And, you know, he set up the earth so, so that it will, it will receive seed for growth. And God set up each one of us in a certain way as well. And that's to receive his word so we can grow. Let's look at Mark 4, verse 26 through 28. We're, we're recapping a little bit on last week's message, but that's okay. Um, uh, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in Mark 4, this is Jesus speaking. He said, the kingdom of God is as a man should scatter seed on the ground. And he should sleep by night and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. And he himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, and after that the full grain in the head. So he's saying, what he's saying here is that there is a process when you're under the word of God. There's going to be a process of growth and, and we're not, you know, we don't have it all right now. We're in a process of growing. And so we have to understand that even Jesus grew in favor and wisdom with God. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to grow in favor and wisdom of God. You know, the natural birth, uh, you know, a, a seed has to be planted. Your parents got together and, and there was a seed that was planted. It took nine months and then your mother labored to have you here. Amen. And so that's a natural birth. And so but there is a spiritual birth, too, and that's through the word of God. And the word of God, uh, you know, it's the incorruptible seed of the word of God that brought us into the kingdom of God. And I'm going to say this, um, you know, even though maybe some of you, maybe your parents didn't plan you. I was a planned baby, but maybe your parents didn't plan you. But I'm going to say this. God planned you. Amen. So it doesn't matter if your parents, if, if for some reason you were uh, an oops, any, any oops in there. There's no oops in the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, I, of course, you know, uh, God planned you. And Jeremiah 1, 5 says it this way, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. And I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. This is God speaking to Jeremiah. And, you know, Jeremiah's divine design was to be a prophet. And so God called him. And it's interesting, God called him before he was even born. Isn't that amazing? And so I'm going to say this, that each one of you have a divine design. God has called each one of you uh, in the kingdom of God to do something. Amen? Amen? And what we have to do is we have to discover what God has called us to do. And I'm going to say this, the closer you get to God, the more God will reveal to you his plans and his purposes for your life. Do you believe that? Yes. Amen. I like what it says in Ephesians 1. Four and six, it says, just as he chose us in him before the foundational world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, 
having predestined us to an adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us acceptable in the beloved. I love this. Because it says he chose us before the foundation of the world. You know, he, you know, he sent his son Jesus and he knew that you would be here today. He knew that you would be in the kingdom of God. And don't get this, don't get this, mis, don't misunderstand this because some people take that predestination thing kind of out there to the, to the nth degree. And some will say, well, we're, we're, some are predestined for heaven and some are predestined for hell. No, I believe everybody's predestined to heaven. Amen? And I believe that because in John 1, 10 through 13 kind of explains that. This is Jesus speaking. He, uh, well, this is actually the Gospel of John. And it says here, He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, and the world did not know Him. He came to His own, talking about Jesus, and His own did not receive Him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believed in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So this is saying here that those who received him, how many people received Jesus? I would say that that, that is saying that, that God has given us a free will to choose. And you have a free will to choose life or death, blessing or cursing, you choose. Amen? And I like that because it's not all God. Sometimes you hear that, you know, if it's all God's behind everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But no, 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 God is behind the good, the bad, and the ugly, the devil's behind, and sometimes we're behind that as well. And so, so we got to understand this, that, that we have a will. Look at your neighbor and say, you have a will. Now, 2 Peter 3, 9 says it this way. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. I think that, that settles the fact that God gives us a free will. You know, some people will say, you know, if, that, why, if God's so good, why is this earth so bad? Why is so many bad things happening in this earth? Well, because he's given us free will. And we can choose to do right or wrong. And hopefully we're choosing to do more right than wrong. Amen? We looked at last week, we looked at a scripture uh, in Luke 17, verse 6. And uh, this is a great scripture. It says, the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it will obey you. So, we're, so, so Jesus is talking about seed here, and he's saying, and he's saying a mustard seed. I, I, I believe he's, what he's saying is, it, it doesn't take a lot of faith; it just takes a little bit of faith to move mountains. It doesn't take a lot of faith; it could just take a little bit of faith. But that faith uh, that you have, you have to do something with it. Amen. You're going to have to do something with your faith. Amen. So, so, so you have to, you have to, you know, speak to your mountains. Amen. And so faith comes into our heart and we speak to our mountains and we command our mountains to be removed. Amen. And so, or, or the other thing will happen. Our mountains are speaking to us and we can't allow our mountains to be louder 
than, than, than the word of God that we're meditating on. Sometimes the, our mountains, because, you know, we're in a sight, seeing, feeling, you know, atmosphere. Sometimes the enemy will try to get us focused more on the mountains in our life than on the word of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. Sometimes the bills are screaming a little louder than the, the, than the word of God says, I can supply all your need according to it, my riches and glory. So we don't want them, you know, screaming so loud. We want, we, sometimes you might need to scream back. Okay, I'm, I'm, ta I'm preaching today. I'm preaching today. Sometimes you might need to get a little excited about God. You know, God's excited about you. You know how much God loves you. He loves you so much. He gave his son Jesus and he loves you and he, he desires to lavish his love upon you every day. Do you believe that today? Amen. If you're saved, notify your face. Glory to God. Amen. Sometimes we just don't smile enough. Man. We're, no, you're in the kingdom of God. And, and there's no, you know, depressed people in the kingdom of God. No, you guys aren't depressed. No, you guys are joyful in the kingdom. Can I get an amen? amen. Or maybe an oh my, if you're on the other side of the mountain. Amen. And so quit looking at your mountains. Quit focusing on your mountains. Because those mountains, it just takes a mustard seed, which is a small seed of faith, to speak to your mountains. And you just got to keep speaking to your mountains until they're leveled. Amen? Amen? And so let me say this. Our faith is seed that must be sowed to produce a harvest. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Our faith is seed that must be sowed to produce a harvest. If we're not seeing the harvest of good in our lives, we're not, we're not sowing enough good seed. If we're seeing a little curse in our life, then we're not speaking enough to the mountain. Sowing God's word, number two, sowing God's word seed in our hearts, in time it will transform us. I'm going to say this to you today, that you are in a process of transformation. You're not where God wants you to be exactly right now, but you're being transformed into what God has called you to be. You're becoming more like Jesus. I'm telling you, you man, you guys, you guys are becoming more like Jesus. And you might say, well, you didn't see me act up last week, Pastor. You didn't see I me. Mean, I lost my cool. I lost my temper last week. Well, that's okay. You're still becoming more like Jesus. I'm telling you, we just need to keep sowing, allowing the word of God to be sown into our hearts and allow that word, you know, it will grow. The word of God will grow in your hearts as long. You see, I'm, I'm casting seed out today. Glory to God. And you guys are walking in joy, peace, love. You're walking in the provisions of God. Glory. Do you believe that today? And then we sow to our mountains and then our problems will be changed. We speak to the mountains and they have to be leveled in Jesus name. Glory to God. So let's look at this. Let's look at divine design right now. And uh, I'm going to say this, that your hearts, just like the earth, was desi is designed to receive seed so there could be growth and vegetation. Let's look at look, let's look at Genesis one, and let's look at let's look at the book of beginnings. Genesis actually means the book of beginnings, 
And it says, let's, uh, 1, verse 26 through 29. And let's discover a man's design here. It says here that in verse 26, I'm going to read down towards 29. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over all the cattle, and over all the earth, and over all, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Amen? Of course, I always can say you have authority over creeps. Amen? And you have authority over all that. I don't have authority over those squirrels yet. They're still wrecking my stuff. But amen, if you remember that one sermon. But, uh, but we have authority. And it says, so God created man in his own image. And the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Listen, you, were never made, you weren't made to be in an image of a monkey. Okay, no, you're, you, you didn't come from monkeys. Amen. Darwinism, you know, or, or uh, evolution. Amen. And no, you, you didn't, we didn't evolve from monkeys. No, 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 we're made in the image of God. The, 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 you know, the people of the world always wants to dumb down who we are. No, you're special. You're one of a kind. You're made in the image of God. Glory to God. God has broken the mold when he made you. Glory to God. And so, so you're not made in an image of a monkey. You did not evolve from a monkey. No, God created Adam and Eve. He created them mature, gave them seed to populate this earth. Glory to God. And we're a part of that seed. Do you believe that today? Amen. Amen. So we're created in God's image. And then it says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over all the birds of the air and every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you it, it shall be food for you. So, so, so that's how God designed the earth. You know, God designed it in a way that if Adam and Eve didn't mess up, they would have took the Garden of Eden and they would expand it, the Garden of Eden, all across this planet. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? They would have took seed, they would have took the, the Garden of Eden, and they would have, that, was, that was Adam and Eve's divine assignment, was to take the Garden of Eden and expand it into this world. And, you know, you know our assignment is pretty sim similar because I'm going to say this, we're called to bring the light of God's glory and we're called to expand it in whatever area we're at. You believe that today? Amen. Wherever your, your workplace, you know, every place that you put your foot on, you're called to expand the kingdom of God. Either say, oh me, oh my, it's true anyway. And I, I believe that we're expanding. Look, listen. This place would be filled up in no time if, if you guys just bring just bring just one next week. Bring one. Okay, it's quiet. <laughs> you got the power to invite people. You have the power to get them to come to church and so they can receive the word of God and change. So there's five things that God created us to walk in in our divine design. You ready? You ready for this? Number one, God called us to be blessed. 
Notice it says here in Genesis that God blessed mankind. He put a blessing on mankind. We're not, we're, we're not called to be cursed. We're called to be blessed. And if you're not blessed today, you're frustrated. I'm going to say it again. If you're not walking in the blessing today, you're frustrated. God wants you walking in his blessings. Amen? And of course, we know all spiritual blessings have been given to us. But you got, we have to cooperate with God and believe that those blessings are for us. Amen. For instance, you know, uh, it, you're, one of the blessings that we have in Christ is that we're saved. Thank you, that we have eternal life. Glory to God, that you are not in darkness today. That you're in the best, one of the best churches in Virginia Beach. Amen. I might be a little biased there, but are you here when I'm saying that you're here to get some truth? And, and so we need, you know, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he sent them out. And they were going out knocking on doors. They were casting devils out. They were healing the sick. They were doing some marvelous things, and they were excited that the demons were subject to them. But Jesus said, don't get so excited about that. That's cool, and that's good. You know, but, but, but be more excited that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. So we need to get excited about that. If, if nothing's going for you, at least you're saved. If nothing's happening for you right now, you're out of the kingdom of darkness. Because listen, the, 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 the people that are in the kingdom of darkness, they might be prospering or they might have money and they might have stuff. But if they don't get Jesus in their life, they're going off a cliff. Amen. And this life is sh short. This life is just a vapor. We're, we're here today and gone tomorrow. Make sure you're living your life for Christ. Make sure that God is in your life. Make sure that he's in it every day. Hallelujah. And so number two, you know, the blessing, is, and some people may, may, may not believe this, but I hope I'm in the right group. Uh, the blessing is, is prosperity. God wants you to be prosperous. He doesn't want you to be broke. He doesn't want you to be busted and disgusted. No, he wants you prosperous. He wants you to be a prosperous person. Amen. Why? Not so that you can heap it up on yourselves. And, you know, Jesus gave a, uh, a, a um, parable about a man having stuff. And then he said, I'm going to build bigger barns and, and store my stuff in those things. And then Jesus said, that man doesn't know when his day is going to be up. And all that stuff is going to go to somewhere, somebody else. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being prosperous as in having more than enough to meet your needs and meet the needs of somebody else. Amen. Can I get a name in there? In other words, having more than enough to where, you know, if you're barely making it, how are you going to be a blessing to somebody else? You know, God didn't call us to barely make it, to live on barely make it street. No, he called us to live on Abundance Alley. Or Abundance Avenue, that sounds better. Yeah. Alley sounds bad. Abundance Avenue, glory to God. So really, he's called us to be prosperous. The Bible actually says that Jesus became poor, that through his poverty, we might become rich. Yeah. Now let me just say this, Jesus never lacked anything. A lot of you know, religion will tell you, well, Jesus was poor when he was down here. He wasn't poor when he was down here. 
you know, but he became poor on the cross. He was stripped of everything he had on the cross, but he wasn't dirt poor. No, no, he, he was able to multiply the fish and the loaves. He was able to provide wine at a wedding. You know, he was able to do all these miracles of provision. He was able to pay his taxes by telling, uh, uh, you know, Peter to go to the lake and go fish and get the coin out of, out of the... Think about that. Je Jesus walked in perfect authority. And so, you know, the taxes was paid for Peter and for Jesus. Why? Because Jesus wasn't poor. He took care of 12 men for three years. They left their businesses. But he did become poor when he went to the cross. He did get stripped of everything when he did, went to the cross. And in a sense, he became poor when he left heaven. Amen. So you could say that, you know, instead of walking on gold, streets of gold, he did, he did walk on dirt streets down here, amen? Or possibly cobblestone streets, amen? And so, so we see that. And then, number three, to walk in the blessing, you need to be walking in divine health. Walking free of sickness and disease. You know, Jesus made a provision. You know, you know, nothing was wasted in the crucifixion of Jesus. And Jesus was whipped uh, 39 times with a cat of nine tails. And, and he was whipped. And the Bible says in Isaiah 53, by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. So Jesus paid the price not just for us to get to heaven, busted, broke, and sick. No, that's, he, no he didn't pay the price for us to be busted, broke, and sick, and, and hoping, you know, and get to heaven just barely making it. Amen? No, no, no. Jesus paid the price so that we could have more than enough, so we can be a blessing, and so we can walk in health, and that we can walk in provision. Amen? Do you believe that today? Because the Bible says that we are redeemed from what? The curse of the law. And the curse of the law is threefold. It's spiritual um, death. We're, 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 spiritual death is separation from God. We have spiritual life. Amen. Which is peace and joy. Amen. In the Holy Ghost. And then, you know, we're, we're then, of course, we're uh, redeemed from the curse of the law, which is poverty and sickness. I like this scripture in 3 John 1, 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in some things, no, in all things, and be in health just as your soul prospers. I, you know, beloved, I wish above all things that you may, there's another, another translation, I wish above all things, above all things, above all things, above all things that you may prosper and be in health so that takes care of prosperity, financial prosperity, and it takes care of your body. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So if you're not seeing the blessings of God in your life, you might, might want to check up on what you've been sowing. Glory to God. You might want to check up on, on the seed that you were, you've been sowing. Amen? And so we need to check, it, check up on that because, you know, we want to make sure that we're walking in the love of Christ. Amen? We want to make sure we're not walking in strife, division, or anything like that. And so if you're walking in any kind of strife or division, it can hinder the blessings of God to be in our life. The enemy will always try to get an offense in our life. He will always try to get us upset 
in the body of Christ. We, we don't want to do that. Amen. We don't want to be upset and we don't want to hold on to or harbor ill will or bitterness. Amen. Amen. Number two uh, blessing we are to walk in is we are to be uh, walk in the blessing of being fruitful. We are called to bear fruit in our lives. In other words, we are called to become more like Jesus every day. And we're called to increase in the attributes of Jesus. Amen. In other words, you know, you know the Bible says when, we're, when we see Jesus, we'll be just like him. So, so we're really, we're called to be fruitful. We're called to bear fruit. We're, we're, you're actually called to grow in Christ. God doesn't want us just uh, existing in Christ. He doesn't want us uh, just being uh, stagnated in Christ. No, he, he, he wants us to be river Christians. He doesn't want us to be pond Christians or, or uh, you know, Christians that, that, that stagnate. I guess a pond would be, be more like a puddle. He doesn't want us to be a puddle Christian. No, he wants us to be river Christians, allowing the, the, the love and the peace of God to flow through each one of us. Amen? amen. Can I get an amen? amen. And, so, and so we see this, that God wants us to be fruitful. And you can be fruitful. How, how you may ask, how can I be fruitful? Abide in the vine. Bible says that Jesus called us to bear fruit and that our fruit shall remain, John 15. And he says the only way we're going to bear fruit is not that you're struggling to bear fruit. No, that you abide in him. And the more you abide in him, the nicer you're going to become. The more giving you're going to become. Are you hear what I say? The more you abide in him, you don't have to force fruit to come out of you. No, no, I'm telling you, the longer you're in Christ, the more of a fruit-bearing Christian you should become. And what we have to do is we have to continue to abide in him. So, so there's, you know, there's a, that's a scary thought, because if you can abide in him, you can abide out of him. Oh, it's quiet in this church today. If you can abide in Christ, you can abide out of Christ. How do you do that, pastor? Walking in the flesh. Sowing to the flesh, sowing to death. Amen. Amen. You got you got to, you got to speak to that carnal nature, and you got to command that carnal nature to get back in Jesus' name. You know because we all have you know a Doctor Jekyll and a Mister Hyde working. You know that Mister Hyde is the flesh side of us that that wants to kind of try to act like our old self, but we we have the you know Doctor Jekyll is the good side. That what? That, that you want to you, you act like Jesus. Amen? And so we need a side on the good side and not the bad side. In other words, you're going to have to tell your flesh to, to get down in Jesus' name. You're going to have to crucify that flesh. Amen? And the third key to walking in the blessing uh, is that we're called to multiply. Amen? We're, we're called to multiply. God wants us to multiply and and, you know, uh, it's more than just increasing financially. And it's more than just us having more children. Some people take that literally that we should have, you know, as many children as possible. And I'm not, I'm not against that. If you have kids and you like kids, that's great. But I believe in a spiritual sense that God's calling us to multiply as in he's calling us to be soul winners. He's calling us to multiply the kingdom of God. He's calling us to make a difference 
in this world. So we're, we're, you're not, it's not just about you, your wife, and your family. Us four are no more. We're saved and we're in the ark of safety, which is great. But God wants us expanding our faith to reach others for Him. Glory to God. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Virginia Beach SDA Church located at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.